Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome. Who's your favorite teacher? Who is that person that inspired you to strive for more? Who was always there to listen, to help you, to guide you? Who was that mentor for you when you were growing up? For me, my favorite teacher, actually I had several favorite teachers, but one that stuck out in my mind was Miss McLeod. Miss McLeod encouraged us to be creative. She encouraged us to try different things, to put ourselves out there. She encouraged us to be better versions of ourselves. And she did it in such a way that it didn't seem as if she was telling us what to do. It was more that she was encouraging us. I remember her smile, her bright smile, her cheerful voice, her entire demeanor was very inviting. And it made us want to do what she was suggesting for us to do. I'll still remember all of those projects that we worked on together. And I think it was in her class that I developed my love of writing. I started writing poetry. I started writing short stories. My imagination was blown up. I was so full of ideas and creativity and energy. It was just amazing. It was a magical time. So when we think back on those people, the teachers, and not just the teachers in school, but your parents are teachers, your extended family, grandparents, aunts, uncles, neighbors, maybe some of the professional people that you dealt with, doctors, dentists, even the postman. They are all teachers. They all teach us something about ourselves. And sometimes we teach ourselves. When my kids were growing up and they would make mistakes or they would get into a situation that wasn't the best, I would always tell them, well, that's a life lesson that you've learned. It means that you did it. It didn't work out. It wasn't a good idea. <laughs> so don't do it again because you know what it's going to happen. And sometimes life lessons are not learned the first time. There's that saying that a crazy person will do something 
over and over again and expect it to be different. (laughs) But if you keep falling into that hole over and over again, that's not going to change. So you have to find a different way of dealing with it. I also think about teaching that there are people who you wouldn't expect to teach you anything about yourself. I think about people who perhaps, you know, there's someone who rubs you the wrong way, or there's someone who has a habit that absolutely drives you crazy. And every time you see them doing it, it's like, oh, why are they doing it? It's driving me crazy. I can't stand it. Or they say certain things that just make you angry, or they create this feeling inside of you. And what's interesting about that is the person that is driving you crazy is probably doing something that you yourself are doing or that you yourself are capable of doing. And when you stop and think that, you know, you're right, I didn't know I was doing that or I didn't know I was saying that or whatever it is. And so they are teaching you something about yourself. And it's an opportunity for you to perhaps be a little less judgmental, perhaps a little less angry, and maybe feel a little bit kinder towards yourself to start looking inwards at what you can teach about yourself or what you can learn about yourself. Because really, it's all about learning more about who you are. And for me, teaching has always been something that I was interested in. So it was probably even before Miss McLeod that I really enjoyed school. And in episode 17, I talk about coffee and reading, you know, my love of books and how I loved to read. And that was fostered by a teacher, you know, in episode 17, talking about this scholastic books where you would get to pick up a certain book that you wanted. And when the books arrived in school, you were excited because you had this new book, you know, it smelt new and the pages and everything about it was something magical that you could then lose yourself in the story. And you were so excited. You couldn't wait to get it home, either read it under the covers with a flashlight or, you know, sit in the corner and just enjoy the moment of reading. And so the dream of mine was to be a teacher. And I had that dream all the way through school. I was all set in high school. I was going to go to university. I was going to get into education. And then it's funny because life sometimes throws you in a different path or throws you a curveball. And for me, it was something that I can't even remember what exactly it was. But I do remember at that time that there was a friend of mine and she was talking about this marketing program that she wanted to get into. And she was talking about it and she made it sound really exciting. And it really spoke to my creativity, my love of wanting to um, create and invent. And remember me writing my poetry and my short stories. It made me want to continue doing that, but in a different way. And so my dream (laughs) that I had all those years of being a teacher were quickly replaced by my going into creative communications at Red River College. So I chose a different path. I went into marketing, public relations, journalism, communications, still writing, 
still being able to write, not necessarily poetry, but using my creativity in a different way. And so I pursued a career in marketing and communications, which I did for over 30 years. I learned a lot along the way. I met a lot of really interesting people. I learned a lot about myself, but that love of teaching that really never quite went away. I was able to actually realize that dream when in 2010, I became a Zumba instructor. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Now, I spoke about this in a previous episode as well, where I talked about taking Zumba uh, with an instructor, with her name was Christina, and her trying to convince us that we should be Zumba instructors. And I remember saying, oh, no, no, I I can't do it. You know, I'm too old and who's going to want to take my class? And I don't think it's for me. But her convincing me that I wasn't too old and I would find the class that was perfect for me and I would find the people who wanted to take my class. And so I took the training. And for the last 12 years, I've been teaching Zumba. The first time that I taught a class, I was nervous like you wouldn't believe I was kind of shaking and I was afraid I was going to forget everything. But like with anything, you know, with practice, you get better, you become more confident, you become comfortable. I remember in the beginning, you know, if I forgot a a song or forgot a step in my choreography, I would actually stop and I would say, oh, sorry, sorry, you know, let me fix that again. But after a while, I saw no need to say sorry if I goofed up. I'd say, hey, you know what? I totally forgot what that was. And you know what? Let's move on to the next song. And or I would make something up and then it's like, oh, yeah, this is what it is. But it's being comfortable in knowing yourself and in knowing your content, so to speak. But I was able to really increase and expand my experience as a teacher when in 2017, my friend Sarah She was working for the University of Winnipeg. She said that they were looking for an instructor to teach a fundraising course. Now, at that time, I was working for a nonprofit. I was working for the Canadian Cancer Society. And so when Sarah approached me and said, hey, they are looking for an instructor to teach this fundraising course, would you be interested? And I thought to myself, oh, well, being a teacher, that would be great. I didn't know if that would work out for me or if I would have the time to do it, et cetera, because I was working full time. But I thought, you know what? I'll try it. So I said, absolutely, you know, send them my name. And then was a process of interviews and so on and so forth. And then finally, they offered me the position of being an instructor for the uh, the PACE program. So PACE is Professional Applied Continuing Education for the University of Winnipeg. That was in 2017. I was teaching my first course as an instructor. So different than being a Zumba instructor, but the same in a sense, because you are connecting with your audience. So in this case, it's not participants taking a Zumba class, but students 
and adult students that are taking your course. And so now you are trying to relate to adults who may or may not know anything about fundraising. (laughs) And that was a very interesting experience because I knew my subject. I had been working in fundraising at the point for, I believe it was seven years. Yeah, I believe it was six or seven years at that point that I had been working in fundraising. I knew my stuff and I knew what would be interesting to the students, but not really counting on that they might be as interested or passionate about it as I was. (laughs) And so the first year, the course went okay. I wasn't 100% 100 happy, I guess, with the final version of what I was presenting in terms of my content and my course outline, but it was my first time doing it. And it was the first time that this course was being taught. So I was basically putting it together from scratch. And so every year since then, I would improve and modify my course based on feedback from the students, because feedback is very important. It's an opportunity for you to learn what works and what doesn't work well for the students. And it's also a feeling of comfort. I mean, you know instinctively when things don't mesh. It's that feeling of that awkwardness. It's like, yeah, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't flow. And it's a chance for you to then review and decide what can you do to make it flow? What can you do to make it better? And so I learned a lot about myself in modifying and making the course better. And every year I was able to do that. And it just, you know, making minor adjustments, minor tweaks, listening to what the students and keeping up with the trends, you know, so what's happening in the fundraising world once COVID hit instead of in-person events and, you know, ways of making money that were the way that we always did it. Now things are different. So now everything's online. Everything is digital. You know, you can't go door to door. You can't sell daffodil pins and people aren't putting money into the little box. Nobody's going anywhere. And so you have to pivot. You have to change. You have to think about what are we doing now? What are different ways that you can still raise money in fundraising? And so you have to get creative. You have to do a little bit of research and determine what works. So then I was offered other additional courses to teach effective oral communications, PR fundamentals, which is very, very interesting. So let's talk about effective oral communication. So I'm teaching international students whose second language is, well, actually their first language is not English. So you are teaching them English first, also to be comfortable with public speaking, which Most people are not. Some people prefer death to public speaking (laughs) because there's that feeling of fear and anxiety. But being able to teach the students how to be comfortable, how to learn to be confident, and it gets back again to what I was saying earlier about knowing your stuff, knowing your content, being comfortable with what you know, and giving them permission in a way to feel that comfort, to make mistakes. Because making mistakes, remember about life lessons, making mistakes helps you grow. And it's another way for me to teach them another way that they can grow and improve themselves. And what's interesting about learning from others is that even though I'm teaching my students what I know, they are teaching me things. I am learning lessons from them. I'm understanding what they are going through. 
coming to Winnipeg, being in a totally different environment, seeing snow for the first time is illuminating, understanding their feelings of leaving family behind, you know, feeling homesick, missing those important occasions, birthdays, anniversaries, etc. Learning how to adapt, learning how to connect with one another. And so as a teacher, yes, I have a curriculum to teach. I have content that I share with them. And there are learning outcomes that they need to come away with, that they have to grasp when it comes to their particular career. But as a teacher, you can show empathy. You can show kindness. You can show a sense of understanding that they may be struggling, that learning on Zoom is what we're doing because we can't go back in person right now. Not everyone can deal with that. And so understanding what the students are going through, showing some slack, having those conversations. I remember one student last year did not complete his assignment the way that he was supposed to. And so I wanted to have a conversation with him. So we had a meeting on Zoom and I asked him to walk me through what he had done on the assignment. And he started to speak and then he started to cry. And he started to say that he had been struggling with some mental health issues. And I immediately morphed from teacher to mother, in a sense, and started asking him questions about how he was feeling and what he was going through and offering him some reassurance that it would be okay, that I was available to talk if he needed to, available to listen if he needed to, that I understood what he went through. And as I was offering him these reassurances and talking to him, I could tell that he was becoming a little calmer, a little bit more relaxed. And I feel that I had made a difference in how he was feeling. And speaking of making a difference, that is at the crux of what I'm all about. Teaching Zumba, teaching students, makes me feel whole, makes me feel complete, makes me feel that I have a sense of purpose, that I am making a difference to everyone that I connect with. And they may not always tell me that I've made a difference, but I feel that I have. And sometimes I do get that feedback that I've made a difference, that I've inspired them in the same way that Miss McLeod inspired me. And so until next time, think about who inspires you. Who was your favorite teacher? Who is your favorite mentor? Who is that person that you always turn to for advice? The one that was always available to you? And who made you feel that you could make a difference in the world? Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. 
Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.